Gathering around the campfire with your friends almost always leads to good memories, until you hear the first twig snap. Then comes the rustling of the leaves, slow at first, but you can tell that whatever it is, it's picking up speed. Depending on how far off the trail you decided to make camp, a grizzly or a coyote may be the least of your worries. Join us as we discuss the possibility of other humans that have made the woods their home on What's Your Theory? for your house it's Shia LaBeouf been feral all of his life it's Shia LaBeouf. it's Shia LaBeouf that man does look feral sometimes what uh it's a slippery slope talking about Shia LaBeouf I know he's done some shitty things but I used to say all the time that he was the most underrated actor in Hollywood just because I think he's a good actor but yeah he's just kind of a butthole to the women he's with I, I I knew that he was like a shitty person, but I didn't know. I, I have no idea what he's done. <laughs> I, I think he knowingly had an STD and just didn't tell his yeah, girlfriend, shitty. fiance or whatever at uh-huh. the time. And uh, I mean, he's, which if you ever watch the movie Honey Boy, you, you kind of sympathize with him. I, I just think the guy needs help. Still does. doesn't excuse the crap he does, but uh, he just needs some, need some, he needs some medicine or something. <laughs> Don't we all? It, it, it hurts me even more because he is the star of my favorite movie of all time. Holes? Disney's Holes. Oh, that's what I thought. I uh, I can quote that movie forward and back. And then it sucks too because John Voight's also in that movie and he was like a huge far right wing. Like I've, I have friends who are far right wing and I love them to death. It, but I think he was like the crazy side of. Oh yeah, yeah. Is he? Uh, he's the Mr. Like the Sir. Camp? Yeah, Mr. Sir. Okay, yeah. That anytime makes sense. you talk to me or anytime you address me, you will call me by my name. Is that clear? Yes, Mr. Sir. It's Mr. Sir. It's when Stanley first gets to camp. Yeah. Man. He asks where the lake is. You think you're funny? Where's the lake? No, Mr. Sir. What? Uh. <laughs> and there's the the other actor that plays. Like the second hand of Dr. Pendansky? Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, that's him. He's that great. movie, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Uh uh um any other time I'd be able to think of his name, The Fonz. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Henry Winkler okay. is uh the dad. That movie is chock full of supreme talent. Yeah. Eartha Kit. Mm. We should slowly turn what's your theory into Let's watch holes. Let's watch holes. <laughs> every every today we're going to discuss the first seconds of holes for about an hour and until we, do it. until we reach the subscribe to the Patreon on the bonus feature section. But anyway, holes is kind of a good segue because yeah, uh, Stanley and Zero, his real name's Hector, but even Doctor Pendansky calls him Zero. Yeah, uh, they go up into the mountain to survive. Try to survive. Which Adam's could or- what the people we're discussing today had to do. Yeah. And that's why they're in the situation that they're in. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to the last episode we did, I loved it. The Missing 411 Conspiracy. That was a My real fun one. episode so far. This one, today's episode is going to kind of tie in a little bit here and there. Uh, yeah. Looking deeper into the conspiracy of what happens to these people when they disappear from these parks. 
the biggest thing I can see conspiracy wise is uh, communities of well, maybe not even communities, but feral people, right? Yeah, live living in these parks and in heavily wooded areas. Yeah, so just communities that the public doesn't know about that the government may or may not know about, or assumably knows Freaking about because government. if the government doesn't know about it, then uh, that's I think that's even scarier. If yeah, if the government doesn't know, yeah, screw that. But I they ha- they have to know I, I think because uh, well we'll get into it later, but yeah. we, I'm I'm gonna reverberate to a story we told last episode and uh, just really pound in the fact of one certain aspect of that story that's just out of this world to me. Feral people, it's a tricky subject for me. Okay. I have family. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But it is the idea of, okay, a feral person or like a wild person, right? There's been stories all throughout history of, you know, you go to freak shows or, you know, back in the way back in the day, you've got these wild men yeah who are just super hairy dirty in a cage you know like barking or growling or whatever that kind of feral person i i think is is you know it's a freak show it's yeah. a it's a it's Probably a circus an act yeah, yeah it's it's but there have been a few reported cases of finding actual children uh who had just grown up in the woods yeah. kind of like Mowgli you know what I mean like the the raised by wolves kind of scenario uh let me let me see if I can't find that article again I actually didn't have it pull up pulled up but the the, the reason it's so like tricky for me I think is because everything else that we've talked about so far has had an air of unbelievability to it like yeah if I talk about Sasquatch I don't care to talk about sasquatch as an object or like yeah talk crap about sasquatch but but for for like a feral person they're not a creature yeah you know it's a person who's just really really removed removed and and unlucky well maybe not unlucky i don't know yeah maybe they are the the pure maybe they're living the better life but yeah there was a, a feral child Oh, this is just the... Never mind. This is not the article I'd found. Aha, yeah. Marina Chapman, uh, way back in the day, 1954, claimed that she lived amongst a bunch of capuchin monkeys. Okay. Down in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, From the age of five to nine. So for about four years living with... And and see, that's that's the thing, too. I don't... To be a, a feral person, you don't... You don't have to be born into... Yeah, I'd say it just like um, at any young age, if you are suddenly removed from society, that's... the all Okay, so if, if you listen to last week, the Missing 401 conspiracy is all these people go missing in uh, national parks and there's really no rhyme or reason for it. There, you know... Yeah. What, what if the, these feral people who are theorized to live in these national parks what if they were all just people who got lost right okay. at one point at the park and over time they just become the feral people that these conspiracy theorists have warned us about right okay so we talked about dennis the yeah, menace dennis, 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 dennis the menace and see 
I made that joke again, and last week I felt bad because he was definitely a real kid who definitely has yet to be found. And I, yeah, I come up being like, "Oh, Dennis was a menace," but but no, forgive me, Dennis's family. But at the same time, as as the search party went on for Dennis, this is what I was going to talk to you about: seventy-one green berets, as we talked about, were brought in to help look for this kid. Yeah doesn't make any sense i don't know why the government would bring in 71 let me make sure i know it was in the 70s the state's national guard exists and i don't understand why it took the federal you know green berets green berets freaking fight wars man like they're they were there when they killed bin laden so i'm pretty sure like because that was like the seals delta force and the green berets i think i was gonna say uh i was gonna make another Dennis joke. I was going to say they're still searching for Dennis. They just so happened to find Bin Laden. (laughs) I got to find this number. I I swear it was like it was up in the 70s. Yeah, 71 Green Berets who had just so happened to be on maneuvers in like Western North Carolina. Just so happened. So happened that 71 of them. Yeah. Listen. the, The idea of wild people living off the beaten path you know what i mean yeah how many times have you gone hunting even in in places that weren't even like how how many random mountains have you just picked like yeah i'll I'll just walk up this mountain for a bit find a good spot to or like i'll just go in here or do you have set places that you probably go right well we own like that oh fair fair. so we whenever jacob and i go hunting we go there It, it always brings me back to the time that me and my buddies went up and stayed in the sand cave yeah because there's, there's camping up there, which, looking back now, sketchy as all get out. Yeah. Like, I remember going to the campgrounds at the Sand Cave and the White Rock, and it's just like, it's this little basin at the top of the mountain that you just walk down, and it's all kind of flat, and it's like, yeah, you can camp here. Yeah. No, it, it, it looked like a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But we, we went and stayed up in the cave, and I, I don't, you're probably not allowed to stay up in the cave, but I mean... We didn't trash it or anything. We cleaned yeah. up. And I definitely have found like broken glass and like liquor bottles up there before. So if they're not going to crack down on the people getting too crunk at the cave, then yeah. crunk four, four high school seniors cranking a hand crank radio all night so we can listen <laughs> to some music. I don't think that's going to be too big of a problem. But yeah, the, uh, the, the big theory is that not only in national parks, but just heavily wooded areas or or areas that a lot of people haven't really explored yet you think of movies like the hills have eyes that takes place in what the southwest region of it's like desert right they're in the desert mountains i think in those movies i I have not seen those movies so (laughs) because i know that those movies were based on it's actually a weird story that it was based on a a family of Maybe a family. Maybe it was just like a group of feral people from like mm-hmm. Scotland. Oh, wow. From way, way back in the day. And they just took that story and slapped on like, uh, it's actually going to take place in the 50s or yeah. 60s or whatever. And it's actually going to be in Southwest. Desert, yeah. yeah. But still, there's, like I said, there's been documented cases throughout history of mm-hmm. just wild people. And uh, a lot of people seem to believe that feral humans live in the the Smoky Mountain National Park, and that's what happened to Dennis. Yeah. And that's what happened to a lot of these people that have disappeared over the years. 
it's a crazy thought. Yeah. It's a scary thought too because we'd mentioned before we started recording that it's it's someone with the instincts of an animal. Yeah. But the the power and strength of a a human and like the the uh, the yeah. intellectual ability like the pro- potential is there for it's um, insane and and every you, you hear about first-hand accounts which it, it makes you kind of cross conspiracize yeah with other conspiracies because what if bigfoot hear me out just a feral is person. just a feral person just a really hairy hairy feral person yeah, and I think it's like it's one of those things to where <laughs> this could be the most logical answer to like a lot of things if you right. kind of look at it and right. like all of these other things like Bigfoot or like um really any cryptid in a lot of ways that's humanoid it's like yeah that could have just been a, a person that's feral <laughs> that is just in the woods. And and, it, and it's also crazy to think that a human can like legitimately be raised by an animal. Yeah, because in all these and it, I see it mostly with like the children cases that I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always kids who maybe like ran away or were just sadly abandoned by their parents, their yeah. caregivers. And I don't know, it, it definitely makes all the times I watched the Jungle Book when <laughs> I was little feel way, way, way different. Yeah, I um, I think it's an interesting thing to think about. Like you brought up like um people like get lost and then they become you know the feral people that live in you know whatever national park but i think a lot of the reports are like in appalachian national parks and that's what's scary too because i i think in order for them to even consider someone feral there has to be a certain time period i would i would assume where they had to be isolated from humans at all like i I was going to ask how long do you think it would take say um, I, I don't think you or I could walk up into the woods and become feral solely because I think we've been around humans long enough. And like we've we you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, so say like two people go into the woods, they get lost and they're like, for whatever reason, they're just like, yeah, we're not getting found. This is our home now. Like they just decide, yeah, this is where we're going to be. And then they have children homes. Oh, yeah. And then like. I mean, th- through whatever, like, you know, do as many mental gymnastics as you have to have, but like this family keeps going. <laughs> and like, how many generations do you think it takes before they're like, yeah, we don't really need language. We don't really need this. We just rely on whatever. Or why, do you think- why, why say a lot word when few word do trick? That's true. And I think maybe, I think maybe it would be lo- a lot less likely now that, um, the world is the way that it is. I I don't think anybody could go away from the modern world and then be like, even in like five generations, be like, uh, maybe we don't need to speak. I think, um, maybe 17, 1800s, very possible. Like if you're just away from society and like your family's away from society. Back then you didn't have time to, or you didn't have the time and ability to sit down and learn a language. There was work to be done. Yeah. You had to, send your child off to work yeah for wages that wouldn't even buy a crumb of bread just so they can get black lung and die yeah you go and buy a (laughs) farm out west and build it with your uh, three daughters and then um you just become a part of this town for 
I don't know what, like 13 years or something. And then, uh, your oldest daughter, she goes blind. And, um, then, um, your middle daughter, she's always kind of a troublemaker, but you know, and then the, and your stupid ass youngest daughter always falls down a freaking hill every single day. Yeah. Watch Little House on the Prairie with horror movie music behind it and tell me. I, I tweeted once. I didn't think it would be a popular tweet. It really wasn't, but it got like two or three likes, which is two or three more than what I thought it would get. But yeah. I was like, Little House on the Prairie with uh, horror movie music behind it is just an A24 movie. Yeah. Because they they will... One of one of the little girls will say something, and the dad's name is what Charles. Yes, Charles. It, he'll look straight into the camera and just laugh <laughs> maniacally like the Joker for five minutes, and then it'll cut to his wife. She'll start to laugh uncontrollably, and then like the random priest who's in it just for one episode also comes in and is like, oh, 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 oh. laughs such, but godly. <laughs> yeah, laughs but godly. It's such an unsettling show sometimes. I thought that was I was. You kept saying, I'm like, where's this going? I, a, a man with his daughters? I was like, King Lear? And I was like, well, no, none of the daughters went blind that I thought of. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie. I'm surprised they didn't tackle feral people. Or did they? Did they? Apparently, we were, we've got another guest off camera, but uh, apparently they did. They cover feral people in Little House? Oh. They probably call them like... Poor souls. Irish. <laughs> they're they're speaking in a funny language. It's just an Irish accent. Yeah. We think they're from the hills. <laughs> but no, that's getting a little bit back on track. That that's why it's it's hard for me to talk about this sometimes because like I don't think I could become a feral person just because I yeah. feel like my mind has developed enough being surrounded by humans all my life up until now where I don't think I'd have to revert to grunting and like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, w- I would, I don't know. But the idea of children starting up, yeah, starting up, starting up, uh, starting out as like a feral, you know what I mean? Like that's sad to me. It's, it's sad and scary at the same time. It is. Um, And it's, it's scary to think like, like you said, like the Green Berets were called in. That's insane. I mean, you know, I'm just going to go at it from the the idea that the government knew that it's fer- feral people or something it's, else. It's a good cover up like, oh, you know, like these these soldiers were in North Carolina for some sort of training. Rem- like we, we will be nice and we'll also support the cause of trying to find this kid. We'll send in our Green Berets. Like it is. Yeah, it's a because I could see that being a a plausible thing to just them trying to help. But at the same time, the national guard exists, the national guard exists. And that's controlled by the governor. So there was also like around 1500 people in the search party already. Like it was a huge number. Yeah. 71 green berets just is an out there really odd decision. I think, which kind of like reveals maybe even like if if there's absolutely nothing going on there and it's just the green berets reveals even something a little bit more <laughs> ridiculous about the military where, where they were like oh you know this kid's gone missing it's a great opportunity for a mission you guys go <laughs> great opportunity to send in the navy seals yeah get some training in boys yeah really and i'm sure and i'm sure they had weapons on them yeah I, some sort of sidearm or something yeah and which i'm sure that's probably ish standard issue or whatever or whatever but i would feel very weird if 
like full kitted out like yeah yeah if i was going going to help find this kid and i've also got like 10 green berets in my group with guns at the ready yeah (laughs) they all keep talking about like make sure you don't uh don't hear the leaves rustle yeah yeah yeah. you don't look forward too fast did you read the did you read the documents i did so you know what we're looking for and someone's just like "Uh, dennis right oh yeah 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 dennis dennis uh, redacted um. uh, yeah <laughs> FBI disregard doc we are the FBI <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was, I was I just pulled up there was a I, I said there were quite a few uh, cases throughout history and I guess you could say that quite a few is the right way to say it uh, almost a hundred reported mm-hmm. like real cases of feral people yeah where their story was actually, you know, documented, documented. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Uh, Dina, Dina Sonichar, uh, was one of the first ones actually inspired the jungle book. Oh. And, uh, he, he, he was a boy in India who, uh, spent like the first couple years of his life thinking he was a wolf pretty much. Oh, wow. Lived with wolves, was practically raised by wolves. And uh, I, I want to think he was found by hunters. Wow. And of course, they, yeah, in 1867, he was found by a group of hunters. And of course, they took him to an orphanage. Uh, and he spent years there just trying to learn how to readapt yeah. to, well, I guess adapt. Yeah. See, like, that's the thing. Like, if you say you get sent off to live with wolves when you're like three, you don't like, you may know a couple of words, but you, you don't know how to talk yet. You don't know language. And like you miss the like core years of your life where you, your the brain developmental stage, is man. ready to yeah. learn the language. And then like your brain develops into whatever. I mean, I'm, it's, you know, it's still the same. It just doesn't use like the language parts. Yeah, it's definitely developed differently. And then you get transferred back into society and it's like, okay, he'll learn this language. That, that seems impossible to me. Like it's, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine listen to this crap speaking of like the the developmental you know stage of the brain they take him to this orphanage and they're like well this is going to be pretty difficult because yeah the kid doesn't talk yeah he walked around on all fours which we discussed this i think maybe in the rake episode but the idea of like a humanoid yeah in this case a human but you know like just any sort of humanoid thing walking or running on all fours is just no. it's the uncanny valley right there. But listen to this crap. So they they realize that they're not going to be able to communicate with him well. And, and, you know, he's walking on all fours. And these hunters went back and smoked the wolf pack out of the cave and killed the mother of the pack. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if it was like a big F you to... Yeah, to um, Dina, but I. <sighs> what the wolf do? What the wolf do? Raise the kid like <laughs> yeah. the parents didn't do? Why? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. And they they obviously they did that before taking the child to the orphanage. Oh wow! So he just. I thought his... they went. Yeah, I thought they went back and like. Yeah. We'll show them, but no, they found the kid and then killed the wolf and then took him to the orphanage. Yeah, it sees his mom die and then. <laughs> Yeah, really. Taken to a strange place. Uh, he, 
the entire time that they're like watching him at this place, he's still walking on all fours. They can't, he, he'll howl like a wolf. They can't really get him to, to do anything. He would only accept raw meat Dang. and, uh, chewed on bones to, to sharpen his teeth, a skill he had clearly learned out in the wild. Really? Um, people probably know him as wolf boy. That that's the big, uh, famous, like, nomenclature yeah. and i i want to say that uh oh my god it says sonichar eventually learned how to dress himself and became a smoker <laughs> nice i imagine this is just the entirety like inspiration for circuses like pt barnum's like reading the, the i i could see it though yeah. I, and i bet i bet the resurgence of like I is is freak show is, is freak show is that what we still call them or is there is there a better because freak show just sounds I think circus is probably fine circus uh, cirque I don't know cirque I don't, yeah I don't know I I realize I've I've said freak show this entire episode but I mean, I it just it seems that's like what I they would know. be called like back then though they'd be yeah. like let's go to the freak show there was the American Horror Story that wasn't too well. God, I say it wasn't too far back. It seems like that sh- that was maybe four years ago. Yeah. That was seven years ago, I think, yeah. when that season came out. Think about like... Uh, it's absolutely Just insane. had the dis- this discussion, like Moana is like six years old. Uh, There's no Frozen way. Frozen is almost 10 years old. The movie Moana is six years old? I think so. 20... Oh, it might be four. Even then, that movie is... I think it's it two, two, two years old at the least, it feels like. Which I, I haven't seen Moana. What? Yeah. I, I've been really laxed on a bunch of the Pixar, new Pixar movies. Um, I, I'm going to make a hijack in the show. I, I, I've seen Frozen 2, and I'll say this, leaps and bounds better than Frozen 1. Wow. Um, I'm just going to say this, and everyone can crucify me. Encanto, not a good movie. Haven't seen Encanto. It's not a good. It uh, it won best original song at the Oscars the other night. What a slap in the face to all the other nominees. Still not a good, not a good movie. I it's it's fine. I mean, Lin Manuel is great. It's great music, but it's not a good movie. There's no consequences whatsoever. Gosh, I hate that. Even children's picks are <laughs> up. Great movie. Great movie. Great con. Well, not great consequences, but. There's yeah, consequences like the in the consequences, first. Yeah, yeah. Well, true, true. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not for these uh, musical Pixar movies that just nothing happens. Yeah. Um. I mean, they actually kind of like both of those movies are about going to the wild. Or <laughs> well, like, is Moana a feral person? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think. <laughs> If you really want to boil it down, I, I guess the only Pixar character to be a feral person is the little caveman child from The Good Dinosaur. Mm. I'm trying to think. Because the dinosaurs talk in that movie, and even yeah. the kid can't talk, so he's like uber feral. I, I think it's important to notice or to point out, like, whenever explorers came over to America, the, the, the Native Americans were feral. Feral, pe- feral people to them, I guess you could say. So it's like... The, the term is always so relative. Like, I mean, I guess in like 60 years, if you really want to think about it, if technology did not know like the Amish existed, like you could yeah, find really. like a community of Amish people that are like. But I, I do so think we, I do think there is a difference of like. 
stupid ass Europeans thinking that these like obviously these advanced civilizations at yeah. the time like the Native Americans weren't feral. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were they're living on their land. But I don't where was I going with this? I was I think I was like trying to pinpoint the 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 main difference in like feral just and- yeah, just stupid ideologies of old ass Europeans versus actual actual like mental developmental challenges of someone who has been in the wilderness for in the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but I, I get what you mean i'm glad you brought that up too because uh yeah that just sucks yeah um so i think is it like there's so many different like theories so like a lot of people say that they're just you know out there and the government knows i think the government if like if there are feral people out there i think the government has to know and we we kind of touched on this but it's scary to think like why wouldn't this just be like yeah there's a possibility you could run into somebody who's or a group of people who are have never seen society you know travel at your own risk Mm -hmm. so like why like if is the government using them for some purpose because that like that would make the most sense to me like i this is the the really crazy conspiracy side of my brain right okay you think about all all like any sort of product that comes out that needs like testing on something you have animal testing which well i won't get into that that that's a slippery slope too but yeah i, I could definitely see the government also being the type of body to uh get maybe a human yeah. test subject that doesn't have the ability to consent or like yeah. you know what i mean I hate to think about it that way. I hope that's not, you know, in actuality, yeah. but it's where my mind goes. Absolutely. What better way to, to run tests on someone who who can't say no or has no idea what's even going on? Especially when our government has a history of running tests on people who could say no, but just lied to their face. Yeah. What I mean, it actually yeah, what, what's, the, what's the difference here? I'm, uh, I've I also found a lot of articles about, and this is kind of, this is more sad. We won't talk about it often, but... There's been cases like child abuse cases where evil parents will keep their kid locked in rooms for a large majority of their life and they don't really have interactions with other people other than like immediate family. Yeah. And they're they're technically considered feral kids because Yeah. While they've not been in the wild, they've not had their brains not been able, I guess, to develop to interact with other people other than the people that are straight up abusing them. Yeah. Hardcore, which that that's horrible and that you know that's that's never a good thing and yeah that just sucks yeah um now i forgot what i was gonna say um there's also like another side to it and i think this is like further proof and this is like a really really sad kind of thing and i think um so have you heard of the whitakers yes okay so there are there videos of these of a guy yeah I think I've showed you these people. Um, they're a family in West Virginia and just inbred. <laughs> That's the only way to really put it. Um, I don't I don't know exactly how many generations there are that are there, but just look up like the Whitakers of West Virginia on YouTube. And you there's a uh, yeah, the guy that does those videos. Have you watched any more of his? He, he does these interviews of like functioning hero, heroin addict. So and so interview. Yeah. Or f- former prostitute 
candy interview and it's like just real bare bones like heavy truthful interviews by these really I mean some of them are strange characters but some of them are like real sad yeah. situations and stories and uh yeah he does he interviews that the Whitaker family and it's it's unsettling tough. yeah but it's it's sad too I think like because most of them can't even like talk like they don't yep yep either they don't have like the ability to through and they're all at least middle-aged yeah like balding gray-headed you know like they're all older yeah and, and I really applaud him for like taking the time to like there's because there's the video like he does the interview and then if I'm not mistaken he comes back and he visits them and then like the one of the older ones is like trying to like, like, say like explaining something to him and like he's like following him like that mm -hmm. like um and he's not even saying like any words yeah really. he's like grunting uh you know just guttural noises and hand yeah. motions and stuff and there, there's even a part in one of those videos where they're either talking about this is where it gets confusing they're talking about like their dad or their 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 brother or uncle or something like that and uh the the same brother that's that can't really speak takes him over across the street yeah and he's like pointing to the ground oh, and, you yeah. know like kind of going crazy about the ground and the interviewer guy's like oh is uh is 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 that where he is is like is he buried there and the guy just kind of matter of factly like he can understand yeah. clearly everyone else's you know language and and words and everything like that and just very matter of factly he's like yep you yeah. know like kind of folds his arms up and it's like yeah it's it's a really fascinating case yeah i think that's probably like the closest um i mean unless somebody like does like some really top-notch investigating and manages to survive like that is what i would imagine a feral person like that's the closest you'll see like super clearly you know i think so i think so um, because they, i mean it really is that's just a group of a family that's been they, they live near a town but they're pretty much outside of society um they've lived there for a long time i mean like we said they're all in like you know middle-aged at least and then like the ones before that you know yeah i have to imagine we're 60 you know i'm sure whatever so and I, you have to think depending on how many years they've been mingling with each other the developmental areas in the brain don't that doesn't yeah. help anything there either yeah. you know it's, it's just a sad it's very sad uh, but I, I know he said that there's a, an old man who lives the closest guy that lives close to, or near them. Yeah. Uh, kind of watches over them and doesn't let people go up there. And oh yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, like kind of make make a mockery of it all. He yeah. doesn't like people like he doesn't let people go up there and bother him, which is good. And it, it's one of those things. Like I, I don't know the story enough to like speak on it too much. It's like you know we know incest is wrong, but like at, at some point it like, used to not be. Yeah. I'm not I'm not being like hey it used to not be so no, like I'm just saying like if you don't know really you don't know be. like yeah, you know yeah. and it's sad that a, you know this family was just like they didn't know and then now they're in this situation and it's like it's, it's terrible yeah. it's real tough but I I was hoping that we might be able to find some sort of like footage or or pictures of uh the the i like the picture of a feral person like covered in hair real dirty yeah like i all i could find was like stuff from movies and yeah which again is le makes me lean more towards 
them actually being out there because there's tons of pictures of supposed Bigfoots. Yeah. There's, I saw maybe a few weeks back that there's like someone got a new picture of Nessie oh, really? over at Loch Ness. That's still going on. Like there's pictures of aliens and UFOs. Yeah. The rake, skinwalkers. Yeah. Like we've seen, we've been able to see pictures, but like the idea of, uh, of something like this happening and there being no, really no concrete evidences at all, you would think would make me, oh, so it's probably not true, but that kind of makes me believe it more. Yeah, me too. And um, I'll, if I find it, I'm going to look for it after we get finished recording. I could not, unfortunately, I couldn't find it. There's, um, I touched on it last, uh, last episode, but there is um, this guy, he's a researcher and he and his partner, they went out into um, a national park and they were staying in this little wooden shelter that they had built, like very, you know, like rough kind of, kind of shelter. And they had heard like some bangings on rocks and like, you know, stuff like that. And then they heard like these, like, I don't know how else to describe it other than like howls. Mm-hmm. And then they started like howling back. And then like, it just kept getting like closer and closer. And they like kept hearing like stuff like being smacked on trees and stuff. And um, there's audio of it. I just have to find it. I'd um, like to hear that. And if, if I can, I'll, I'll put like the link to it in the episode description. But um, uh, a military um, officer who was retired looked at it and he like specialized in linguistics and communication. And he was like, yeah, this is um, these are human vocal cords making this noise, but this is no human language. And this is like a, a language like the structure is there, but this is not a language that exists. Right. So definitely communication in some form, but from a human, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Which that lines up with every, every actual account that's been documented always talks about the, the child or the person always communicating in grunts and barks. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that kind of checks out. It's interesting. Cause like, um, if you look like other like primates, like communicate obviously, but I don't think they like, they don't vocalize. I mean, they do, but they don't vocalize as much as we do. Like yeah. our entire communication almost, I mean, a lot of it is is nonverbal facial expressions, et cetera, et cetera. But like our main form of communication is just language. And w- that's where we're unique. And I couldn't imagine that being completely stripped. Yeah, no. I know. I don't even, I can't put my mind, so, like I can't put my headspace in that kind of situation in that kind of a situation because I, I just it's it feels impossible yeah so I, I was just looking through some of these other uh there were just like a few more mm-hmm. accounts and stuff but it's mostly you know people found that been raised by dogs uh there's one of a girl who was raised by dogs she she's in her 30s and uh but she still she lives in like a, an assistant living home mm. and I think she learned how to talk, but everyone says it's like a flat, yeah, like kind of emotionless. That's kind of terrifying. But yeah, I mean, not sucks, but yeah, like. not not terrifying on that person's regard, but terrifying that like she was just put in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I always see dogs and monkeys. This person uh, said she was left for dead, and then. Uh, encountered a group of monkeys that cautiously allowed her to join their family. That's crazy. There's an autobiography that she wrote about this too, apparently. Oh, wow. Something Chapman, something Chapman. Marina Chapman. Hmm. 
claimed to have lived with a family of monkeys for five years. That's insane to me. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So, so what's your theory, Will? Um, Specifically about... Like in the national parks, there are... Maybe, yeah, national parks and just like... Feral people that steal woods. other human beings. I... I really think that they exist. I, I really think that there are, um, I don't, maybe not tribes of feral people. That that seems yeah, to be a bit of a stretch for me. Yeah. But I think that there are people who are so have been so far removed from society that they don't communicate and they just live in off of whatever land they're in. And if you're in the forest, you can't really farm all that much. Hey, the so. Great Smoky Mountains, like a little over 21 billion square feet yeah. of land. Like five hundred thousand some acres, I, I I just think it it makes too much sense to not have some sort of plausibility behind it. Yeah, I uh, I think there definitely are feral people who are just kind of making their way out there, you know, yeah, somewhere. Absolutely, absolutely. It can be done. Like uh, that's how people lived for maybe not so much so as our idea of a feral person, but I mean. Think about cavemen and like the first humans and stuff like that. That's that's how people used to live. So there's no doubt in my mind that people can't still do it. Yeah. It's just a sad situation. But yeah, it's it makes you uh be wary the next time you go camping or hesitant. I mean, I know that we both want to go hiking. I, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, we need to get a group together and go on a camping trip or yeah, something. I really want to take like a Two or three day backpacking trip. I mean, like a little bit less now, but like still it's up there. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely want to go. This is not going to stop me, but like every time, like at night, I'm going to be like, hmm. well, <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have to go walk Persephone or something. Yeah. Hear twigs snap. Get back. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if y'all go camping, be sure to uh, charge your phones so you can listen to maybe this episode around this the fire episode, yeah. or one of our other ones that I think would be, I think our podcast would be best listened to around a campfire. Yeah. Especially episode one that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice ghost story there. Yeah. And the finger bone. I mean, all of them are great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thank you for your continued support. Um, yeah, we just passed uh 300 downloads. Insane. Uh, very excited about that. I am too. I uh, I was talking with a few friends the other day, and I think I at least got us a, a handful of subscribers and followers <laughs> on something. Uh, my buddy Sean today, well, well, John messaged me the other day, and and I, I was telling you about that, and he's been listening to a few. My buddy Sean just sent me a picture this morning. He was listening to uh, last week's episode. Yeah. So I'm glad y'all are are supporting us and and, and enjoying what we're doing because we I enjoy it. it. Yeah. Will enjoys it. I think all of our friends enjoy getting to hear what we talk about yeah. every time we record. So I'm excited. It's a fun um, time. I was going to say something. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to um, hopefully get a little bit more active on um, some more social media platforms. Um, yeah, that's probably my fault. I, I made the Twitter and I, I think I've tweeted twice. I, I need to, I keep forgetting that I've got both profiles on mine. So, like, I'll go to check my Twitter and I'll be like, 
this isn't my t- and yeah. my timeline or whatever. No, I'll have to. Yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll try to be better at uh at tweeting out yeah. episode links and stuff. Definitely want to make an inst. We're gonna definitely make an Instagram and post like a few little highlights here and there, and then maybe TikTok. And then, um, for the production company, we've also got a, a Facebook page already mm-hmm. set up, Lone Mountain Productions. Um, it's pretty easy to find. I think we're we. The good part about that is we have a pretty unique name. Right. So, yeah. 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 And I'm, I, I don't guess it would be too remiss of us to say that if you need any sort of production done, don't, don't hesitate to reach out and yeah. just, just to ask if we would be interested in helping you out with a project or, you know, anything yeah. like that. We're most, uh, most of the listeners at this point really know us personally. So yeah. Or if you, yeah, even if real. you don't just message the, um, I've got the, the Facebook page set up to where it can yeah, accept messages. I Heck, think leave you a can message on, the, on Twitter too yeah. or yeah, anything like that. We'd YouTube. be happy to absolutely get some work done. Absolutely. Well, until next time, be safe out there. Be safe. Shia LaBeouf.